0: Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome to another edition of Discover the Leader in You. I'm your host, the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, and I'm excited today. You know what? I have a passion for marketing. I have a passion for being intentional with all the things that I engage in, but you know, sometimes you need to figure out how you can actually get there, how you can complete some of the things that are necessary for you to get your marketing goals met, and I think today... You're going to enjoy our show. We have Arville Craig. He's going to be sharing some things with us today, and we really want to talk about how digital marketing can help you achieve your business goals now but before we do that you all know that i just love to be able to share with you that we have personal development tools at jasoncarthen.com that we want to use to make sure you're hitting your goals and you're actually achieving some of the things that you want to achieve in your business so make sure you navigate to jasoncarthen.com i want to hear from you i want to connect with you and right now if you go there and there's a little form on the right side of the page if you fill that form out you're going to have immediate access to three leadership success videos that will come right in your inbox and these videos will help you achieve some of the goals that we've been talking about not only on the show but also outside of the show so make sure you do that and again i definitely want to hear from you now without further ado i want to read to you just a little bit About Arvell. Arvell Craig is just an amazing guy, full of energy. I had an opportunity to meet him some years ago now, and he has really been impactful in his field. Now, Arvell has worked for his own company for 14 years in the digital marketing arena as a consultant and entrepreneur. He presently lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma, while managing the channel partner program for Max CDN, a technology company based in Los Angeles, California. Now, Arvell delivers keynotes and workshops to audiences hungry to advance towards professional and personal ambitions. And Arvell is a devoted husband and father he's a marathoner you know we got to talk about that you know that's always important he's a blogger and he likes to define himself as a closet poet now everyone we're gonna kind of figure out what he means by that during the progression of the show but arville i just want to welcome you to the show man thanks for being on hey thank
1: you dr jason It's, it's a pleasure to be here
0: You know, when you start talking about the digital marketing space and then some of the other things that you're involved in, I think people will want to know, like, how do we advance? How do we get our messaging out there? What are some of the different things that we can do? So we're going to unpack that in a moment. But Arvel, I wanted to sort of ask you, what are some of the things you're working on right now? Just so the studio audience, they get a chance to understand a little bit more about you and and just the depth of uh, what you're doing.
1: Thank you, Dr. Jason. Yeah, right now I have i mean—I have my day job that I've been building for about a year now, but I've got two big passions or two big projects I've got going on. One is going to be building my own personal brand, my own personal blog, and that is through a book that I have coming out and through speaking at uh, businesses and other types of organizations. So speaking and building my brand is, are the two main things I'm really working on right now.
0: Okay, and so that's very important, though, Arville. I mean, for, for many of us as entrepreneurs and then some of us as solopreneurs, you have to make sure that brand is really developing and people are having an opportunity to really see what you bring to the table. So you're being very intentional with that right at this point then, right?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a huge – I mean, it's like I've done marketing and digital marketing, as you said, for 14 years for other people. Mm -hmm. And I played around with some things for myself, but I never fully committed to building my own brand, my own business. And now, as my life has kind of transitioned and made some changes, I am fully invested in using everything I've ever learned to build my own um, distribution, my own platform, and my own brand. And it's extremely exciting.
0: Excellent. Excellent. I can see why it would be exciting. I mean, if you if you really think about it, if you have that entrepreneurial bug and it's bitten you, you're like, okay, I got to move this thing forward. (laughs) It's game Mm -hmm. time. We got to make it happen. But, you know, Arville, let me ask you for for our listeners. I mean, we're going out in front of close to 200000 listeners now. If if one of those people wanted to figure out how they could get into the digital marketing space, how they could get their brand uh, so people would understand who you are and what's going on. What would be one of the first things they would need to do, Arville?
1: Hmm. So are you thinking it's a new business, like a small business?
0: Yeah, great question. If if it's a new business, say, for example, one of our listeners, they just decided, you know what, I'm transitioning out of my normal day-to-day job so, I want to create my own. So, it's a new business. What would they need to do?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this is exactly what I'm doing for myself. And so, I'm, I'm very uh, uh, well aware of what needs to happen. To me, the first thing that needs to happen, and this is kind of a preview step, I think really understanding their product okay. and understanding what they're selling is, is so critical. For me, it's like I want to speak right and I have a book. The book is 10, 12 bucks. Speaking. I'm new, so am I going to get paid? So the thing before we deal with marketing, you really have to understand your product and how much you price. Because to me, based upon the price of the product, determines how much energy and how much you invest towards marketing. Mm.
0: That makes sense. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. So if if you're figuring out that that really how you're going to attack that, how you're going to make sure you understand how you can get paid one, but then also make sure you're adding value through your product. They need to figure out all those things on the front side, though, right?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because to me, it's like a lot of the content marketing and digital marketing, all these things, right, they just build awareness. Those things build trust. And eventually all that stuff is going to end up becoming a sale. And a lot of times we give away free products, and then like if you have a book or a small little thing, it may be a low-cost product, but all these things need to eventually build up to a larger value products mean. So that's kind of, it's my own brand. I'm trying to come up with a high dollar, a high figure product so I can invest a lot of energy and money towards marketing. It's kind of like building a funnel. And mm-hmm. so my biggest thing is what's the biggest price product I want to get? And then all the content and all the media and all the smaller things I'll do to help build awareness and eventually bring me to that larger price product. So That's kind of thing I'm working on right now because based upon the product and the price, that will help me determine what's the best um, marketing channel that's going to be most effective.
0: Nice. Very nice. Wow. You know what, Arville, it sounds like there is a science behind this. I heard funnel, I heard build-up, I heard (laughs) (laughs) all these different things. And and I'm joking a little bit, but I think our listeners need to understand that there is really some steps that you have to go through. I mean, I've done the... The whole marketing funnel. I've done the different things relative to making sure you can accurately price your product. But I love the way you're describing it because it's it's very practical in the sense of how you want to do it. Almost a build up to it. So Arvel, let let me ask you this then. Now I I do know that we need to talk about your book, Sanctified Ambition: Six Uncommon <laughs> Lessons on Sensing. And seeing God through success or failure. Now, you need to tell me more. What is this book about, man?
1: Yeah, this book is how do I describe it? It is things that I have learned, let's say, over a 10 year period of trying to be hungry for success, hungry for growth, you know, wanting to make money, build my business, have a good family, you know. But I'm also a a Christian, and I also have some spiritual values. That are critical as well and so for me in my life story I began to get you could say indoctrinated I learned principles I learned success principles I learned viable principles but in life again when I'm 22 years old I really didn't know what life was going to be like and so as I had my ups and my downs everything I believed got shaky Mm. and the temptation is to cancel some of those spiritual beliefs or convictions because they don't seem to be working. Or you you may want to cancel some of your dreams and goals because those aren't working either. But for whatever reason, just grace or or luck or whatever, I've been able to, even though I haven't hit all my goals, I have maintained a perspective that keeps me healthy and keeps me hungry towards those two um, pendulums, towards balancing and success and, and my faith. And so the book just because it is a short book, it's six lessons, it's six critical things that I learned that I had not understood before, that I never read in the book, that I really didn't fully have a conviction or revelation about that I believe that can help somebody hold on to those two things, their faith and then their their dream.
0: Wow. I mean now (laughs) Arvell, on Discovery Leader and You, our whole goal is to empower people and make sure they have the tools necessary to succeed and Some of the things that you're discussing here, making sure you maintain that balance, you know, between your faith and then also the desire to be successful. Wow, that's directly in line with what we want to have happen. So if you were to if you were to sort of share with someone like one of those lessons, is it is it something that's practical where they can say, okay, if I do this on a daily basis or if I understand this concept better, it's going to help me maintain that balance or. What, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, the, I'm a very practical person, and so what I wanted to do was, I I, I don't give instructions, but the, the, the principles, say, for example, one of the last principles is called um, living with ambiguity. Okay. And what I had to learn, what that, it talks about, I deal with um, the subject of, you could say, like, my, my first degree is in computer science. Okay. And as a computer science, one class I took was on artificial intelligence. And what the class, the teacher told us and taught us was that when you build a computer, normally there's zeros and ones. There's black and white. There's rules. Everything's fixed. You do this, you do that. You know, right, wrong. To me, this is how most of us learn. Right, wrong, yes, no, black, white. And I believe that's true. However, when you teach a computer to have intelligence you don't know you no longer use yeses and noes zeros and 1s but you use uh, rational numbers you use 0.2 you know between 0 and 1 there's an infinite amount of options and mm-hmm. so when you're building a computer to have intelligence they call it fuzzy logic it's yes and no but there's a lot of room in between and to me this principle regarding life Again, if you read success books and you read your John Maxwell, you read your whatever, people teach principles as if life is black and white. And if you follow these steps, you will reach success. And I believe there's truth to it. But sometimes, like I said, life doesn't always go black and white. Sometimes you do everything you can to pay your bills and you treat your customer right. And issues it with my marriage when I I love my wife and I, I do what I can. But... Again, yeah, people's lives, when you, you know, I know you coach people, you're an executive coach, you find out people's lives are not always black and white. And right. so the principle of living with ambiguity or fuzzy logic, understanding for a computer to have intelligence, it, 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 it knows how to navigate outside the black and white. And to me, as a person of principle, of values and convictions, that we also, we all need to learn how to live outside the black and white outside the principles when when your principles do not work can you maintain can you hold on can you still you could almost call it faith can you still obey the principles even though you don't see them working until it may be a week or two a month or two a year or two but by that conviction by not just sticking with the black and white you will eventually see things turn around
0: Wow. Arvel, that is deep, my brother. <laughs> you are sharing some things there. And hey, everybody, we are on the line with Arvell Craig, and he is really sharing some things here on Discover the Leader and You. It's time for us to take a quick break, but hey, make sure you stay tuned with us. We are talking about how digital marketing can help you achieve your business goals. Stay tuned.
1: This is Scott Garcher with FedEx Custom Critical, and we'll deliver you back to Dr. Jason Carthorn on Discover the Leader in You.
0: All right, everybody. Hey, you know what? We've been talking to Arvell Craig, and he's sharing some things with us relative to how digital marketing can help you achieve your business goals. And before we went to the break, he was really talking about the ideas of not just having instructions, but having lessons in life. and. He was sharing a treatise there that was so jam-packed with content. I said, okay, we need to pick this back up, <laughs> you know, after the <laughs> break. And I said to myself, my goodness. Well, Arvel, you know, some of the things that you were talking about, I think our people really need to hear. So let me ask you this now. When you start talking about some of these ideas relative to lessons and not instructions in your book, I know you, you talk about purpose, right? So – it what's going on with this chapter on divine purpose? Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah, divine purpose, you know, the context of most of our lives is very personal, right? Mm-hmm. We all want to know what our, our purpose is. We want to understand our personality type. You know, you got a dream, you got your business, and you are very focused on yourself. And that's fine. But again, what I talk about, remember, you know, it's the balance between dreams and, and God. Uh, faith and finances, there's these Two different things that for some can fight but i'm learning how to work them together and so when you talk about divine purpose it's real simple the main thing is that i the way i learned it is that there's two types of purpose one type of purpose is your specific purpose but then the other type is divine purpose or general purpose and again as a as a person of faith and conviction and, 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 and a christian divine purpose is I guess it goes more towards I would say uh, God's purpose, the purpose of mankind it's, it's the realization that life Doesn't begin with you And when you die, life doesn't end There's a bigger picture, there's a bigger story Going on in the world And though you have your little slot And you want to do your thing If you can tap into the big picture Of, of what happens thousands of years Before you and thousands of years after you And I call that divine purpose, God's purpose again, Sometimes to me We need to walk out our divine purpose, walk out God's purpose, walk out, and that's where you get into principles, and and you get into love, and you get into faith, you get into forgiveness. All these general principles of life, to me, those relate to God's purpose, the divine purpose, and and oftentimes, again, when you can't make your specific purpose happen, when you can't control your business and and you're having a downtime, we always live by that divine purpose in spite of... When we, even if you don't know what your purpose is. If you don't know what your purpose is or what your calling is for life, just find the principles, the rules of the divine purpose, of God's purpose, and that's a good way to, I guess, to live your life in the meanwhile
0: okay so you know you said several things there and I sort of want to just get some clarity on so when you sure. start talking about the whole idea of understanding that you are just one small part into <laughs> a much yeah. larger <laughs> piece here you know I yeah. think many people would try and figure out and I'm, I'm talking from experience when I've talked to people at some of my seminars or some of the speaking engagements you know they want to understand well how do I figure out how do I figure out my divine purpose then I I mean, I I know that it's much bigger than me, but at the end of the day, what is this thing supposed to look like when it when it comes to my trying to find out what my purpose is? What are the steps? How do I get there? Do you do you have any insight into that, Arvel? Or can you sort of share, you know, some ways they could do that? Or what would that look like?
1: The the idea of divine purpose, to me, this is. God, this, there's a difference between, between divine and so well, you yeah, know what what I, what I try to share is again I'm, I'm a Christian and so the way I look at divine purpose it deals with the community of people I hang out with just spending time with other people who have a connection to God that's one step reading when I read the Bible and when I pray there's all these you call it spiritual disciplines these behaviors in the way that I live out my faith unity to scripture to prayer To acts of love, all these things to me relate to divine purpose. Those things are eternal. Those things that I do will never end. And and a lot of times when people want purpose, they want impact. They want to see lives change. They want to see people around them affected. And again, it's like, if you don't know what your purpose is, if you don't know specifically from a talent, from a skill, what you need to do, again, showing, doing acts of love and, you know, doing things, you know, being led by, by faith. Uh, again, th- uh, to me, all the Christian principles that I've learned are the ways that we can really make the biggest impact. And sometimes, again, it's like you don't even know it. Sometimes, you know, you, you say helping somebody who's homeless, giving some money, somebody some money here and there. There's so many little things that we can do that make big impact. And that's the, and that's the focus of what I was trying to share, what I'm trying to convey, is that even if you don't know the specific purpose, the real targeted theme. Just live your life with a certain value and caring about other people, and you will make an impact while you're trying to discover your specific area.
0: that That's nice. And, you know, it sounds like if people are being intentional with not only their what, civic engagement, uh, their personal development, their interactions through relationships, then they can probably find out. <laughs> what this purpose is going to be. They're going to get some some outside input then as well mm-hmm. into what this may look like ultimately for them. You know, oh, Arvel, yeah. yeah, and I love that, man. It sounds like you have really put some uh, thought into this. You've been marinating in it. I like to say <laughs> marinating. <laughs> You've been meditating on it, and, and you're really starting to come to your own conclusions with that, and I think that's a good thing, and for those that are listening, I think they can actually learn some things from that, and it's so important that when you tune into Discover a Leader and You, we have some very actionable things that you're able to take away, you know, from the show, and then you can think about and enact in your own lives, and that's that's the whole point. Now, Arvell, when we initially met. You know, I believe you were an entrepreneur. You were running a, a digital marketing agency, but you've transitioned now to Max mm-hmm. CDN. Now, tell me two things: uh, what is Max CDN, <laughs> and then also tell me why the change? What catapulted you into your next phase here of life?
1: Hey, definitely. Well, Max CDN. Is a content delivery network. That's the, the CDN part. And what CDNs do, like you can imagine. You've got your website, and you've got a website host, right? So they're holding and hosting all your files to make your website um, alive and active on the internet. When you get millions and millions of people coming to your site, the all that bandwidth and all that people, all, all that traffic will eventually make your website. If you're just at one server. Your website's going to load really slow because you got all these people jamming, you know, the the lanes of the traffic to get your content, to get your videos, to get your 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 products, and all those things. So, what a, a content delivery network does, a CDN does, it takes your website files and it caches or it copies the files in servers all around the world. So, somebody in in, in England when they pull up JasonCarson.com they get your website shows up from a server that's an email or somebody on the west coast get your get your website they will find it the content that all the files come from a server on the west coast so this is a it's a it's a so cdms are a technology that helps the internet move faster and we're again we're living in this content creation you know information age and so content is just exploding with every you know snapchat instagram or so much data and so the, the need to be able to um, deliver that content on the network is it's it's an incredibly growing industry, and that's kind of what I'm involved in, helping people understand it, helping people get their websites and their mobile and their apps and all their stuff to, to their customers as fast as possible. Because people's attention span is pretty small and you want to give them their stuff as soon as possible. So that's yeah.
0: Max the answer. Yeah, and Arvel, and I still want you to answer the second part of that question, but before you do that, I think the interesting thing is many people may not know just the intricacies that are involved when you start talking about web hosting and placing things on either a dedicated or shared server. You know, yeah. I had to learn all of those <laughs> things because, you know, I have a lot of content. I have videos. I have uh, forums, all those different things on the site, and you described it, Man, and if you have so many things on there, when people go there and it starts moving slow, if that ever happens, I think early on it happened to me, it can get a little interesting. I mean, your your site traffic goes down. I mean, you have timeouts. It's not a good thing. So, Oh, that yeah, can...
1: it's critical. Let me give you one quick stat. Mm-hmm. There's a study that says Amazon.com. If their website was, if it loads, say, one second slower, that would cost them about $1.6 billion a year. <laughs> if it was one second
0: slower. Oh, my goodness. Now, that is great imagery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That Probably. lets people know how important it is. Oh, my goodness. Arville, yeah. you know what? Just uh, you had shared now, you shared about Max CDN, but tell me why the change? I mean, you you were pretty successful. You were doing some great things as an entrepreneur. So why the change? What happened?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, the change, let me put it this way. I just told this story couple of days ago I was doing a workshop on digital productivity and talking about how to achieve your dreams and I, I gave this and this is a really good story. Um, I've always wanted to be in business. I've always I've been in business, you could say since I was ten years old when I started cutting hair for friends and for <laughs> okay. schoolmates. And in, in two thousand eleven or twelve I had my most profitable year in business. But and I've been in I've been, you know, achieving and wanting these these dreams, these goals, but I don't know the, the the what should I say? Just the experience, the growing pain that mm-hmm. I didn't know would happen, really shifted how much I enjoyed the business. My own, you know, things I couldn't do as far as management. Again, I had people had customer problems. You know, my business was based on Google and SEO, and things changed. So there's a lot of different things going on, and I just didn't enjoy business as much. And this was, again two three years ago, and so it's been a small downward spiral, just because of. You know, learning yourself. When you live long enough and you hit a couple goals, I believe you'll realize, okay, if you can actually hit a goal, you'll realize, oh, that was not exactly what I thought it was going to be. And luckily, if you're still young enough at times, you realize you could do something different. Right. And so when I, I hit certain financial goals in my business, and it just, it, what I thought I was going to love about business, I still like helping people, but just my business model, the agency model, the consulting model, it wasn't the best model for me. So, so I, I dropped it. And, 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 and the cool thing is what I, what I told the story was uh, a couple of days ago was that it took me 10, 12 years to hit a goal in business. But I had other goals too. And one of my goals was writing my book. Mm-hmm. And I had gone 14 years of never even starting to write a book. But after I shut down my business and I cleared out some of that emotional, mental real estate I got my book done in three months. Three months, I finished a, a goal that I had been wanting to do for 14 years. But because I had business, and, I, you know, we have life, we have responsibilities, and we're all juggling. But I, I'm thankful that I was able to hit a goal and realize the goal wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. And I was able to eventually, you know, shut down my business just make a choice. I didn't, I didn't have to close it, but I chose to close it. And then I shifted, it, and then I hit another goal in three months. And, it's
0: this, and, and the feeling I got out of finishing my book trumps everything I've ever done in fourteen years oh wow <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> well let me yeah. let me let me chime in there because you you were saying so many good things, but two things I want to sort of key on when you say you had to make a decision and you basically said, "Okay, I mean, I hit the goal that I wanted to hit and I wanted to transition. I think our audience needs to hear that because what can happen? as an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or even someone who's decided they're going to climb the corporate ladder, if things begin to reveal themselves that, hey, maybe this is not the best fit in any one of those three arenas, you need to be able to make a decision to say, hey, I'm going to do something different. And you did that. You did that. So I applaud you for that. But I also want our audience to hear that. I mean, we're going to take a break here in a second. But the other thing that, you know, you shared there is that, you had an amazing feeling you know that really mm-hmm. began to overtake you there and when we get ready to come back from break you know Arvel I want you to share I want you to share a little bit with the audience so they can understand that hey you know what it's not going to always be pretty but once you reach that mountaintop experience you got to revel in it for a minute, okay? So, hey, stay tuned, everybody. We are talking to Arville Craig, and this brother is doing some amazing things, and we're talking about how digital marketing can help you achieve your business goals. Stay tuned, everybody. You are listening to Discover the Leader in You, and I'm your host, Dr. Jason Cartham.
1: And now, back to Discover the Leader in You.
0: Wow, everybody. Hey, we've been talking about some good stuff relative to digital marketing and how it can help you achieve your business goals. And Arville Craig, when we went to break, he was really sharing some things with us about really making some tough decisions. If you have to do some things differently, maybe that's what you have to do, or you know what? If you're going to sacrifice, never sacrifice yourself, you know, and then ultimately you can achieve a mountaintop experience. Now, Arville, tell me a little bit about that joy <laughs> that you <laughs> described. You said it was something great. So talk to us, man. Some of us may be in that dark place. So <laughs> tell us what that looked like.
1: Gotcha. I would definitely, and, and let me mention, I, I, I do have a video, you know, you can link to it later if you do that. Um, sure. Me explaining that, that and when I opened up my book, when I got it in the mail, I put out my cell phone because I knew I wanted to capture it. <laughs> what it was what, it, what was going to happen. Though I didn't know what was going to happen, I wanted to get it on film. You talk about content marketing and digital media. I put out my phone. I ripped open the, the package, and I pulled out that first copy of my book. And let me tell you, Dr. Jason, my cheeks, imagine having a charming horse, you know, like in your legs, <laughs> in your couch, you know, your, your, yes. you know, your football guy, uh-huh. my cheeks was stuck near the bottom of my eyelids <laughs> for so long. My smile, the grin yes. was so huge. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, The video I have of me looking at the book, I sound like my daughter. My daughter's eight years old. My mm-hmm. voice is so high. My eyes are getting watery. Tears are dropping. Again, there's nothing I've ever experienced that compares to it. Wow so right. it was it was ridiculous it was amazing <laughs> It was embarrassing. It was lovely. And man, I can't wait
0: to do it again. <laughs> well, that is awesome, though, man. And I think people need to hear that because, you know what, at the end of the day, life can be very challenging, Arvel, and you decided yeah. to embrace courage over fear. And a lot of times, you know, people don't do that. You know, I, I just, you know, I send out daily motivational quotes at uh, drjasoncarthen.com. And one of the things I just shared is that sometimes you have to take risk if you mm-hmm. are not willing to take risk then you will always be in a place of maintenance as opposed to moving forward and and I think people need to realize that because you took a risk and it paid off for you and so that joy that you experienced and and just uh, like you said your voice was high like your (laughs) eight-year-old daughters I mean (laughs) that's all part of it man and that's that's legitimate pure joy and I think Yeah, hopefully uh, our listeners are able to glean from that and they understand just the value on the other side of it. You know, that's sure, waiting can
1: I, for them. Can I, can I can I mention one thing real quick? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, when we talk about risk, I just want to jump on that real quick. And this is the kind of thing that I'm when I'm working on my own brand and, and what I'm trying to do is I want to actually talk to people about the risk. And that is specifically what I what I talked about in my digital productivity and digital balance seminar. And I just want to be real just in 30 seconds. The biggest risk. I think people have to do is say no Mm. it's not about jumping off the cliff and trying something unknown to me most people I know with all the technology and all the ideas and all the resources and all the information the biggest risk that they have to do is say no Mm. no to certain people no to certain projects no to certain activities in order that they have the energy the real, the mental, the cognitive real estate to be able to focus on the thing that really matters. Because most people know what they want. They know what they want to have. They know what they want to do. They know what they want to become. But they're overloaded. They're doing too many things. To me, that was the risk. It's the risk of just saying no. And, you know, sometimes you've got to be against the curve. Sometimes if, if mass marketing and mass media tells you to have your watch tell you what to do, right, or have your phone – tell you what to look at. All this technology and all these things are trying to tell people what to do. And to me, what most people have to do, you have to cut off what most people do and do something different because it's going to help you do what's most
0: important to you. Mm. Oh, Arvell, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, you just opened up a can there because, (laughs) you know, uh, people, they take my online courses and they talk about the idea of time management. Everyone's saying, well, I want to manage time better. I want to be able to do the things that I want to do. And I tell them. We all have the same. See, I'm getting pumped here. We all have the same amount of time in a day. But the reality is that how you structure that time, how you really put in those those measures for what you're going to allow into your space. That is what makes the difference. So what you're talking about, it resonates with me. And, and I just want to encourage our listeners, you know, when we're talking about having uh, expert insight, leadership, business, and consulting advice on this show, these are the things that we're talking about because... If you can harness your time and maximize it and not let other people, like the tyranny of the urgent is what I always Mm -hmm. like to call it, and people sending you emails and you're sitting for hours answering emails, then you're able to do more. And those creative juices that you were talking about, you know, clearing that that mental real estate so you can actually think fully Mm -hmm. and deeply about things comes into play. And you're able to create things that you never even thought were possible at that point. So, Arvell, I hear you, and I am in line with you on that thinking. Now, Arvell, let me let me ask you, and hopefully, I won't throw you for a loop here. But, uh-huh. Arvell, if people want to get in contact with you, or if people uh, wanted to go to your website, they want to get the book. Where would they need to go? Where are you at on social media, your website, and all that?
1: Sure, you yeah, think so? My website is arvelcraig.com. A R V is in Victor E L L Craig C R A I G dot com and that and my Twitter is the same at ArvillCraig Craig is the same. But those but my website is where I the book right now is available for pre-order. It's going to be released on May first. That's when I'll start shipping it out. But It's there. I've got information on it there. And in the next day or two, I will be putting some videos together of my digital balance. A workshop that I did a couple of days ago. And that's going to be one of the main – that, for I me mean, along with my book, that's going to be the main platform that I want to share with people and help people is going to – I want people to understand I'm a digital guy, right? I'm a marketer. I understand all the technology. And when I talk about digital balance, is my goal of helping people to learn how to use it and then learn how to not use it. And most people just need to learn how to not use it. But that's kind of what I talk about at my website, Arvell Craig.
0: Nice. Thank you for that. And I can tell everyone that Arvell is on Twitter. You definitely want to connect with him on there. It's important to just keep that relationship going. And Arvell, when you talk about a digital balance workshop, I mean, what is that? <laughs> what are you What are you going to be talking about, man? I think many people are just trying to have life balance, but you're saying digital balance. At the end of the yeah. day, what does that look like? Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, it's, it's life balance in the light of the digital world we live in okay. so that's kind of so again to me like i said it's the, the digital world we live in creates tremendous amounts of distraction and when i spoke a couple days ago it was it was at a social media conference it was a social media social conference so i'm talking to marketers i'm talking to people who have been spent a day and a half learning a thousand new tools and tips and resources and techniques to grow their business and so the digital balance workshop the, 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 base, the foundation workshop is a, we call it a, a detox. It's a getting people to refresh their minds with what's most important and then um, list out every attachment, every human attachment, project. People have businesses, right? And then they have a job and then they have a hustle and then they have some volunteer work <laughs> and all these things. So the second step is to really detox and drop and list out what are all the things on your plate? And then the third step is to how do we need to rearrange all your stuff so that you're going to, get, going to reach your goals? So what, we, what I really want people to do is to come up with a list of X amount of things they're going to stop doing in the next six months. Mm-hmm. And then some things you're going to start doing more of. And then when, you, when, you, when we create that grid, to me, once you have that grid, that picture of, of, say, six months of where you want to be, what you want to do to hit your top, say, three goals, then that's how you use technology. That's how you use Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and email because these, the people who are in your increase category, are the things you have to tweet. The things you need to do on Instagram need to relate to your top goal. And likewise, you ignore, you detach from, you delegate, you advocate all the things and the, the beats and the technology and the notification that relate to things that you need to start decreasing. You know, maybe just for a season so that you can get those top three goals. But that's kind of what the workshop deals
0: with. Very nice. And again, that speaks to the whole idea of balance. And you know what, Arvel, I think the, the way you are weaving this sort of tapestry of people's lives, I mean, it's something that adds value. One of the things that I always talk about, even in my workshops or in my online courses, is that if you do not add value you know, to mm-hmm. your client or if you're not adding value to your life, then you really need to vet it. I mean, you really need to look at it and go, okay, does this, does this really need to be in my space? And Arvel, yeah. it sounds like you're doing that thing with the whole Digital Balance Workshop. So make sure you keep that going. Now, Arvel, I got to sort of jump off the beaten path here because our time is getting away from us. That always happens with uh, Discover yeah. the Leader and You. But I see in your bio, you know, you say you're a closet poet. You know, can you share any of uh, your poetry for our listeners? I mean, what, do you have any poetry on leadership or destiny or purpose?
1: Uh, let me think. I mean, there's, I've got a real short little quote that I wrote just a, a few weeks ago. Oh, And okay. I can share that. And I think, you know, what I do is, everything I speak of is out of my own life, right? Because I've, I've come to be comfortable, as you talk about, everybody has a story. Yes. So, I'm at the point now where I understand my story and I'm learning more and I'm comfortable with it. So a few weeks ago I was in a Toastmasters uh, competition and it was on being an an impromptu speaker and I failed and bombed at it tremendously. (laughs) From that experience, I was able to, you know, I'm an, I'm an idea guy. I ended up got this weird random perspective into how I deal with failure and there's, And so there's this real simple word that I I wrote that you should call it. It's not a rhyming poem, but it's something that kind of things are right. But the the simple words were, the feet that treat past failures as stepping stones tend to develop Mm. Okay, And with decreased sensitivity, they lose their ability to feel truth and respond with honesty. Oh, my there's a lot
0: there. There is. There is a lot there and I and I have to tell you that's a perfect segue because we're getting ready to go to break, man, and just the <laughs> idea that, you know, the things that you were sharing right there, we need to unpack that a little bit. I mean, when we get ready to come back from break we're gonna have a better understanding of what arvel was trying (laughs) to tell us right there because that was some serious stuff man hey stay tuned everybody
1: we'll be back with more discover the leader in you on whk
0: Hey, everybody. We have been talking to Arvell Craig, and he has been sharing some just some nuggets with us relative to how digital marketing can help you achieve your business goals. And before we went to break, Arvell was talking to us about really some of his uh, closet poetry. It sounds like he has a firm handle on what he wants to share. But Arvell, before break, you were sharing a, a little bit of that knowledge, but we need you to unpack that. A little bit. Could you kind of tell us what you meant by some of those words you were sharing?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And this, and this is, again, and everything I'm saying, it really relates, it relates to what I've been talking about the whole time. And the phrase was, the feet that treat past failures as stepping stones develop calluses." And the idea is I've had friends, and I've heard the phrase, you know, when you have a failure, people say, you can use your past failures as a stepping stone so that you can achieve, right, and you can grow, and you can get beyond where you are to get to where you want to go, to achieve your dreams, right, to become successful. And we all experience pain. We all have setbacks and we all have problems. But to me, there's a couple of different ways to deal with your problems and your pains. And the way I learned, reading a lot of self-help books, again, 15 years ago, I'm, being, I'm just getting all this motivational speaking, and they say be positive, right, and don't be negative. Mm -hmm. They say, if you you have a low self-esteem, just take it till you make it. They say, you know, act like great men and women of the past. So all these things that I did, my nature, my personality, I developed, I didn't deal with the pain, but I, you could say, developed calluses on my feet as Mm -hmm. I stepped on those failures. You know, so I became hard, and I became nonchalant, and in reality, I was sarcastic, even to myself, and I wasn't really honest about, what was going on. Oh, wow. So the words that I shared, it was my own little, it, you know, I've been like this for 15 years, and my wife used to talk about it, but I never saw it, that all this positive thinking and positive acting, if I'm ignoring the pain, I'm not, there's not real honesty. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sensitive to what's going on. And at this age in my life, I mean, I'm only 36, but at this age, for the next 50 years, I want to be real. I want to yeah. be honest. If I have a pain, I want to deal with it. I want to be positive, but I can't fake it. So it's the reality of if I try to fake it, if I try to be too positive, if I can't be honest, if I put up a face or a mask that things didn't really affect me, I never really become who I'm called to be, who I need to be, because I'm not being real. Mm. But If I can be okay with being vulnerable, with being hurt, and get healing, and get through it, then I can, on the other side, remain sensitive, remain truthful, and we remain real.
0: Wow, Arvell. Well, you know what? (laughs) You just shared a lot there. And yeah, I see that you're inclined to do that (laughs) each time (laughs) we talk. But, you know, my reality is this, you know, our listeners need to hear what you're talking about, because these are expert insights, because what you just described really happens a lot. Society and social norms would say, hey, fake it till you make it. Don't be real about things. Don't let see people don't let people see you sweat. Different things like that. But at the end of the day, some of the greatest reality checks come when we look at ourselves deeply. And many people they don't want to do that either because they've been trained uh, socially, uh, psychologically to look at things in a, in a very upbeat, positive way all the time. But like you said, sometimes you have to let the pain come in because your pain will allow you to achieve greatness at the end of the day. You know, when you speak out of your pain or when you share out of your pain, people can really get in touch with you because the norm is not to do that. So right. I, I really like what you're sharing, man. That That is some good stuff, and our listeners need to be able to hear that. But let me ask you this. I mean, we're going to switch gears here a little bit because we're almost out of time. But you, my wife and I, we love to run marathons, and our next okay. marathon is coming up in April. <laughs> okay? okay, So, cool. yes, yeah, she and I, we train all the time. We We're really health and wellness people. We love that sort of thing. But it's my understanding that you run marathons. Have you always been a runner, or is that something new to you?
1: Yeah, um, no, I have not always been a runner. I started running. Again, to me, it's funny. It's the same story. It's the same thing we've been talking about the whole time. In 2010 or 11 or 12, I don't know which one it was, when my business hit the peak financially, as I mentioned on the inside, I was not fulfilled. And what I did was one day, I just walked out my door. I work. I've always worked at home, and started running. I started jogging just to do something different, just to shake it up. And I couldn't run but two, three miles at a time. But eventually, just putting in the daily work, I eventually ran a, a 15k, and then I ran uh, my first marathon, like say nine months after that first day of running. And, mm-hmm. and this is like three years ago. And now I've run five marathons in the past three years. Oh my so
0: goodness! Yeah, <laughs> that's so great. Right, yeah. That is great, you know. So let me ask you: um, When you started running like that, and you were very intentional with it, did you see any parallels or lessons from running, with marathons uh, related to life or anything like that?
1: Oh man, <laughs> now that's a can of worms there. But just <laughs> okay, to be brief. When I did the first marathon, or let's say after training, because you know when you first when you run marathons, it give you a training schedule. I had a 16-week training schedule, and at week 13 or 14 or 15, how do I describe it? To me, what was amazing to me was my body changed, my mind changed. I was able to be a morning person, and I've never been a morning person. Something happened to me. So what the, the, the parallels I learned was about commitment and about when you are consistent and committed at something, Like you can do it every single day. It's just amazing what you'll become at the end of that. To me, I've never been, I've always been a business owner, and I've, I've always been a small business owner, and my life has been very flexible and free, and I, you know, I'm the boss, so I have to do what I want to do. And so I've kind of worked that to a negative point, but when I got to running, and I, and I knew that the only way I could run for four hours straight, four and a half hours, or five hours, I had to do what they told me. That <laughs> commitment of running every day taught me about commitment, it talked about the, the idea of habit, the idea of real transformation. Transformation is not just some information. It's not just some reading, but it's from that daily ritual and the routine over weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's just, a, you know, so I apply that to anything. Anything I want to do now, I apply. I want to have a routine. It doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be crazy. But if I do it daily, if I do it early, if I you know do it without multitasking, if I commit to it. It's amazing what you'll end up doing at the end of that, that term or that, you know, weeks or months later. It's just amazing.
0: Harvell, that is awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that. I think we all need to hear that. And you're right. You know, when we train to get ready for our marathons, it's a – it's a mind <laughs> thing, it's a body thing, it's all the above. Now, one of the things that is very near and dear to my heart, each time on the show, you know, to all our listening audience, we know that there's a special segment that we have. And everyone, it's time for Dr. Carthon's Corner, and you know what that means. <laughs> That's right. You know, when you hear that tackle, you know it's game time. Each week, I feature an individual, company, or service that demonstrates civic engagement and shows a commitment to character, integrity, and destiny-focused leadership. And this week, I'm actually featuring Kent State University and specifically, Giaga. Kent State is a research university located in Kent, Ohio. In the United States, the university has eight campuses around the Northeast Ohio region, with the main campus in Kent being the largest. As of September 2014, Kent State is one of the largest universities in Ohio with 42,000 students. Kent State has a dedication and a commitment to integrity and also developing their students. If you want to get involved or if you want to know more about their programs and what they have to offer, make sure you navigate over to www kent.edu. You know, each week I have what is called Dr. Carthon's Corner. If you want your business or if you want your company featured on Discover the Leader in You, make sure you send a note to radio at JasonCarthen.com and I'd love to be able to interact with you. Everybody, we have been talking to Arvell Craig and he has been really sharing some nuggets with us relative to digital marketing and how it can help you achieve your business goals. And Just the last question for you, Arvell, before we run out of time here. You know, what is the most exciting project or activity that you have slated for this year? What is coming up? If you can tell us that in about 30 to 45 seconds, that would be great.
1: No, the, the, The biggest project I have now is going to be my book and getting it out, releasing it, marketing it, the strategy behind it. And so really just putting everything I know to the test and see if I can get this message
0: out to the world. And I just want to say thank you. You know, it's not often that we have individuals that come on Discover the Leader in You that are willing to be transparent and share some of the things that you have shared today. But I just want to say thanks for coming on, man. Make sure you continue to strive towards excellence, Arvell, and I know that you will achieve it. Thank you, brother.
1: Thank you, brother. I appreciate you for having me on the
0: show. No problem. Hey, everybody. Uh, you've been listening to Discover the Leader in You, and you know I have a passion for you. I want you to connect with me. Make sure you navigate to jasoncarthon.com where you can connect with me and be a part of all the things that we're doing. The I Speak Life Academy is coming up. Sign up, everybody. You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jason Carthen Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthon. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to JasonCarthanRadio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer, to discover the leader in you. Hey, brother, you there? Yes, sir. Hey, great job, man. Great job. Thanks, man. Okay. Great, man. Hey, no problem. You're going to have this airing uh, live on Sunday at 2. You can hear it on iHeartRadio. There's also a link uh, that's on my site, either Jason Carthen's site or Jason Carthen Radio. But definitely uh, let your friends know. Put it out on Twitter, and we'll have a rebroadcast the following week, too. Okay? Awesome. That's yeah. Great, man. Hey, man, let's stay connected, brother. I'm proud of you, man. You're doing some good stuff.
1: <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, I definitely want to chat with you. Like I said, we, I want chat- to more about what you're doing. Like I guess I'm just now getting serious about speaking and putting all my energy into it. So I'm like a newbie when it comes to this area, so I love to glean from you. And if I can, you know, help you in any way, or be a resource.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, some some tips. Yeah.
0: And stuff, so. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Yeah. We just have-